This is Data Podcast. In the ever-changing world of data, this is the podcast packed full of information to keep you right on top of all the developments. From AWS and Azure, through to data science, big data, AI and NoSQL, and everything in between, we cover the essential updates from both a technical and non-technical perspective, including special guests and in-depth interviews. Now, please welcome your hosts, Rajiv Baha and Shabnam Khan, with today's episode of Data Podcast. Our guest today is Dan English. Dan English is a Microsoft Data Platform MVP, author, speaker, community leader, husband, and father. He is the group leader for the PASS Business Analytics Virtual Group. Also, he is a business intelligence architect and community leader with a strong passion for Microsoft technologies. He specializes in business intelligence, Microsoft BI toolset, analysis services, SSIS, BI semantic model or BAISM, DataZen, Excel, integration services, aka SSIS, Polap, Performance Point, PPS, and Power BI, and a big list of uh, any tool stack that you know in Microsoft, Power Pivot, ProClarity, he's the guy. Anyways, uh, I'm your host, Rajib, and Shabnam is co-hosting with me today. Welcome to our podcast, Dan. Hey, you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's great that you guys are doing these podcasts. Um, you've got a great lineup of speakers, too, so I would encourage everyone to go out and check out some of the other podcasts as well. Awesome. That's so uh, kind of you. Thank you, Dan. We really appreciate it. Many years ago, I used to work in your team, and I was a uh, team member uh, of your business intelligence practice. And you do your part in getting the team involved in technical community. As I recall at the time, you were involved with PASS BA Virtual Group. Uh, what was the motivation behind its origin, and why is it important? Yeah, um, great question, Rajiv. I'm a big advocate of the uh, giving back to the community. Um, technical community is extremely important to me. Uh, I started off by attending, you know, SQL uh, .NET user groups, and I attended them for quite a few years, and uh, then I really got into it by uh, taking an active role uh, back in 2009 where I stepped up and became a board member for the Minnesota uh, SQL Server user group. I helped run that for two years. Uh, Then I moved into the Minnesota BI um, user group, eventually became a Power BI user group, and I helped run that for six years because that's really where my passion was on the business intelligence side. Uh, And now I moved into the uh, past business analytics virtual group role. Um, I'm a leader there, and I've been doing that for three and a half years. Um, So that's kind of more on the national scale. Um, We do webinars um, on a monthly basis typically, and we post those to our YouTube channel. Nice. Um, That's what the past organization um, but I really enjoy connecting you know, with the community, uh, sharing my experiences, uh, my knowledge, um, getting others involved to help educate and grow our community. Um, just, I feel that it's, on a, you know, it's a good note to build your own personal knowledge and career and mm-hmm. grow. Um, but as a community and as a family, um, as a whole, you know, where we can share our knowledge and stuff, we can just be a whole lot more. That's amazing. <clears throat> so let's talk about SQL Saturday program, which provides the tools and knowledge needed for groups and even leaders to organize and host a free day of training for SQL Server professionals. So like you were saying, you interviewed several experts 
local to the Minnesota's technology several years ago, and those were broadcasted via KFAI radio later. What were some of the most interesting things you have learned, learned from that experience? Yeah, so uh, these uh, SQL Saturday events, you know, they're a great opportunity to network. Um, they're free events, you know, just maybe a minimal fee for lunch or whatever, something like that. Um, but, you know, they're offered up to the local communities. It gives you a chance to not only learn but network with your peers. Um, and then uh, Rajib came up with this idea that um, to get involved into the SQL Saturday event about um, conducting these interviews. Um, so we reached out to a handful of some of the, uh, you know, the SQL gurus in the community. Um, some of them were from out of state. And uh, we interviewed them. You know, and that opportunity was neat for me because um, you got to meet these people face-to-face and sit down with them and uh, meet with some of these speakers on a personal level and uh, form relationships that will really last a lifetime, I feel. It was a very neat opportunity, and I appreciate Rajib, you know, stepping up and doing that. Uh, it was a whole lot of work, um, but it was a very neat experience. Uh, no worries. You and your co-host did the bulk of the hard work with the coming up with the questions. So I had, I did, did a very small part of that facilitation. Anyways, uh, I know you're very much involved in co-authoring and technical writing and editing of multiple books. Most technologists that I have talked to and they talk about it, they find the book writing process to be like a really painful set of activities. What was your experience like? What part did you enjoy or did not enjoy as much? Can you tell us? Sure. Um, Yeah. Uh, Writing books is uh, extremely challenging and requires a lot of time. You know, I just want to say that up front. you know, because I went from, you know, writing blogs and, you know, being really involved in the technology and passionate about it. Um, so I thought, hey, you know, I'd, I'd really like a chance to, to write a book. I think that would be a fun opportunity. Um, but the process is much more involved than just writing blog posts. Um, you have to be extremely thorough and you have to really know your audience. Uh, you can't skip any corners. Uh, you need to pay attention to details. And it definitely requires a game plan. You know, a lot of thoughts up front. Um, you know, creating the exercises, uh, screenshots. Um, we made videos for our book, um, which which was a lot of took a lot of time. I um, mean, you know, just editing Heidi's um, podcast takes a lot of time, um, and then uh, doing the technical review of chapters, um, getting feedback, and incorporating that into each of the chapters, uh, and just using beta software is quite a challenge. So a lot of time when you're writing books, um, you're writing for software that's coming out. Um, typically, you wouldn't write a book for software that's been out for quite a few years because um, someone's already done that. Uh, so you're trying to release a book um, and write a book on software that is still being designed. Um, so that's, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> Not really, <laughs> um, because it can always change. And especially for people that are writing books, like say about Power BI. Um, well, you know, Power BI yep. is evolving software that changes on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, so, you know, well, writing with, a book, publishing with, that would be pretty challenging. With Power BI and SQL Azure, I mean, you have this challenge of rapid release cycle and all of the UI and things are getting misplaced, put in, put in here and there. And uh, what you learn, what you saw a few months ago, they may not exist there anymore. <laughs> Correct. Yep. 
so yeah, writing, you know, I was, I was really into performance point at one point. Um, and I basically helped moderate the forums for that. And, uh, yeah. And then now that's pretty much non-existent. So yeah, you know, finding a, a niche area that, um, will grow over time is pretty important to make sure your book stays relevant. Thanks for sharing that with us, uh, Dan. I'm going to switch uh, topic here and move on to talk about uh, MVP program. So we all know that Microsoft runs this MVP program, which recognizes prof- notable professionals in their area of expertise. You are a data platform MVP. What is the MVP program about? Is it based on technical knowledge or a serving of such knowledge? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I've been uh, recognized as a Microsoft Data Platform MVP now for eight years. Uh, I just got renewed here July 1st. Um, it's, it's something that we have to go through on a year basis um, for evaluation. Uh, it's truly an honor um, to be recognized by Microsoft and my peers. Um, there's only approximately 4,000 MVPs worldwide in the different technical areas. Um, and I focus on the SQL Server, BI, and Power BI areas. But being an MVP is not just solely based on technical knowledge. Um, it also involves items like, you know, your community involvement, such as speaking, um, help running events, uh, user groups, um, blogging, social networks, you know, like Twitter and Facebook, you know, sharing information through those channels and helping out people through those channels. Uh, helping out in the technical forums, and being involved with the product teams, you know, giving them feedback and information, uh, evangelizing, uh, provide training. So I've been uh, helping out with some of these uh, Power BI Dashboard in a Day events locally. Um, I'm just helping out, providing some of my time um, to help out with the community, and these are free events as well that we offer. Uh, uh, helping out in open source contributions or writing books, uh, sharing videos, making videos, uh, <laughs> you know, sharing technical knowledge and so on. Um, I know, uh, I know, Rajiv's done some video making. I know uh, we're working together um, doing that Power BI. Uh, no, I actually wasn't Power BI at the time. Um, that was back with Power Map, the World War II experience, um, which was an amazing piece of work too. Thank you. That sounds like a lot of work, but you are so enthusiastic about it that that's just mind blowing. So I would like to know if you have any thoughts on Gartner's ranking of current business intelligence tools, practices, or platforms. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an evolving uh, model over the years to look at. Um, it's it's always intriguing to to see what they come up with um, each year and how it changes. Um, Past year was pretty interesting because there was really only three leaders um, in the in the top there, um, and Microsoft has really been been help leading that charge, especially with the Power BI tools now, um, which is ex- very exciting. Um, in their Azure, um, I don't think they focused a lot in the article, from what I recall, uh, in reading about all the Azure technologies um, that Microsoft has. Uh, I think it focused more on the Power BI. Um, but competing with other um, big ones out there like Tableau and Click, um, I think I found it interesting, as I recall, um, I think like some of the big ones, I thought like Oracle and IBM, I don't even recall if they showed up in the BI Magic Quadrant this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, 
was intriguing to to read about a lot of these newer ones that are showing up too. But uh, as you see, the the shift is really in more the, the cloud-based um, and being able to be more agile and allowing the business to kind of do a lot of this stuff on their own. So nice. Pretty interesting. Yeah. So are there like any other, you know, uh, independent platform evaluation entity like Gartner or are they the, are they the most recognizable one out there? I think uh, the Gartner is definitely one of the most recognized. I'm sure there's uh, some fees exchanged too <laughs> for some of this stuff. Yep. Uh, I don't know how much it costs to, to show up on the report or to be you know, included in the evaluation process, but I'm sure there's some money that's exchanged for these things too. <laughs> well, that'll be a topic for a different conversation another day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, when you're not a technologist, I know you're a father and you often coach your kids' soccer team. So my question is, uh, how do you balance about bringing your coaching experience to work or vice versa? I mean, do you mix it up? Yeah, um, getting in, involved in the, in the kids' activities like that and doing the coaching, um, that requires a lot of time um, and a lot of work and preparation too. Um, and, you know, and having a full-time job and, you know, trying to be a parent and, uh, helping out in the community with these user groups and stuff. Um, but I think combining it all together, um, so using the personal life and the work life and kind of combining them all together and getting involved. Um, I think for me, it was getting involved and speaking um, was a huge step up for me in the community um, I found it was extremely scary at first to take that huge step um, kind of more of an introvert person myself um, I've been coaching and helping out with my kids now since I've been getting more involved in like the community and speaking and stuff like that it's kind of opened me up I've been uh, coaching my kids soccer now for six years and uh, I find it very interesting to watch these kids, you know, as they evolve and learn and grow and have fun in doing in these activities. But I also make that sure that, like, sportsmanship, um, that's extremely important to me, and making sure that uh, players are always aware of how others feel and how they're treated. Um, I think that's a valuable lesson, too, for them to learn. Uh, you know, winning is great, um, but making sure that the kids are having fun and being considerate of others out on the field um, is very important too. Nice. Thank you for sharing all this knowledge with us, Dan. <clears throat> and I'm sure we have learned a lot and there would be many more other people who would, uh, would like to do the same. So would you please tell us how we can connect with you on Twitter, LinkedIn, or on your blog? Oh, sure, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm always available um, for people to reach out to. Uh, if you want to reach out to me and track me down, um, the easiest is probably just to do a quick search for D English BI, um, and that'll get you connected into my Twitter and my LinkedIn and my blog. Uh, so yeah, just using D English BI, and you can track me down through any search engine like that. Sounds good. Thank you, Dan. Uh, uh, we enjoyed this conversation very much, and. Uh, 
uh, with that, uh, that's the end of our podcast for today. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank, thank you. you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity and keep up the great work. Oh, no, the, the honor was all, all ours. So thank you. We really thank appreciate you. it. Have a great day, Dan. All right. Thanks. You too. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Data Podcast. You're welcome to follow our hosts on Twitter at Rajib2k5, at Shabnam Khan2017, and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Rajib2k5. Our episodes are also available via iTunes, SoundCloud, Google, and other podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning in.